We are live. One, two, three, four. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to West by Pod. It's a podcast about WBU sports, the Big 12 Conference, and more football in spring talk. Uh, I'm Joel Bracken at WV Stats Guy on Twitter. I'm joined by Jordan Pinto at Game Day Shorts. Jordan, we are talking about the defense on this episode. Um, can you give me a uh, Can you give me an expression of how you felt about the defense last year? I'd rather not. No, no, I'd rather not do that. <laughs> <clears throat> We're trying to keep vibes positive. I feel good coming off the offensive podcast. I don't want to bring us down just, you know, first thing here. Um, but no, well, so yeah, sure. It was it was real shitty last year. The defense was shitty. Yeah, I just feel like <laughs> if you had to sum up the like the the image of what the defense was last year, it was just like some guy streaking down the middle of the field, catching the who you've never heard of, like some some like third string slot receiver, and he's catching a ball and it's like a eighty four yard gain for a touchdown, and you're like why is no one even on that side of the field? That was that was like our offense in a nutshell. Um, yeah, so coming off the offensive episode, I did. I think we both agree we were feeling like a little more optimistic, a little uh, more positive than we even expected. Just doing the deep dive. Um, so we are going to talk about the defense today. You know, this is a position group that had plenty of struggles. They are well documented, especially in the passing game last year. Um, just give you a quick recap. Um, beta rank, they were 84th on defense, which is pretty bad for power five, 89th in, uh, preventing or 89th in, in producing, sorry, in preventing explosive plays, 120 in, uh, preventing, sorry, 120th and getting negative plays. And then the rush rank was 60th. The pass rank was 109th. So, you know, a unit that was below average, especially for power five, well below average. And then when you look at the pass rank, I mean, um, adjusted for opponent, they were actually pretty much under almost everyone in the country, including FCS. And that was, you know, the Big 12 is not a great conference to be really bad at stopping the pass. Generally, you see a lot of good quarterbacks coming through the league, so um can be kind of painful. But, you know, stepping right in here, I think starting with the coaching staff, um, I don't know if I was surprised, but you really don't see a lot of turnover in the coaching staff, um, a defense that really didn't get the job done last year and pretty much everyone returned. So Jordan Leslie still going to be the defensive coordinator and outside linebacker coach. Um, Shadon Brown is the uh, defensive backs coach. Uh, Coons is going to be the special teams and inside linebacker. And uh, Andrew Jackson is the D line. So everyone is returning um, from last year from those position groups. So, same guys, and I think for the most part, similar with the offense. It's just like uh, I think you said it. Like you know, if you're going down the ship, like these are the guys who are uh, manning the ship, uh, no matter what direction it's going to go. We were really running this thing back, and um, I mean, really, you look across even the coordinator positions. Almost everyone is coaching pretty much for their job this year. Um, so, you know, that's kind of a surprise to me. Do you have any thoughts about any of the defensive coaches? Um. You know, on the one hand, yeah, like I, we were so bad last year, right? It's it's kind of crazy that there wasn't at least some turnover. But when you look at the first four years or the previous three years, like the defense was the was kind of the strength of the team, was what was carrying us. And so 
you know, there's a little bit of, you know, was it them or was it the pieces last year? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, either way, I'm sh- I, I guess I'm kind of shocked that there wasn't any turnover, but then you, you like look at the names that you just threw out and like, if you're going to fire one, it would have been like the secondary guy, right. In light of the struggles covering the past, but like Shadon Brown is our best recruiter. And so, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe that's why he got to stick around is just because he's, he's probably our best recruiter. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that there wasn't at least some, some sort of turnover there. Yeah. So, you know, with the, uh, the defense, I, I just want to mention off the top, you know, the, the guys that were losing, I think, you know, obviously the, the very big one is Dante stills. Um, and he was our top ranked guy in PFF last year. So, um, you know, that, that's a big loss for a unit that kind of, I mean, the entire defense kind of struggled, but Dante stills was kind of a sure thing. And he was honestly like really consistent last year. I felt like he was, he was like a, a solid mm-hmm. presence in most games. So, um, you know, in terms of like, Losing that, that's that's a big thing um, to sort of start the conversation for a defense that wasn't good. So now, in terms of the guys who were there last year, um, sort of our first question on the defense, who do you think played um, and might make a leap? Who would you like to see make a leap? Who do we really need to see make a leap uh, from the roster last year? Yeah, I, I think in terms of need, it's, it's somebody at the cornerback spot, you know, either Jacoby Spells, Andrew Wilson, Lamp. Um, just because that's such a such a position of need, it was it was such a weakness last year. Um, those guys both showed flashes, and so getting that a little bit more consistently would be nice. But um, the the name that I've been gravitating towards the the, the first name that I thought of when um, when we were kind of talking through the questions we wanted to to to, to discuss um, was Hershey McLaurin, and and that should be no surprise if if anybody has been listening to this pod for for any length of time. I was. Um, super high on him all throughout the year last year. Uh, I thought he made he made a ton of plays. Uh, most importantly, when he tackled people, they just went the hell down. You know, they stayed hit when he hit them. Um, he, he's he's a heat seeking missile out there. I thought he was. You you always noticed him, right? Like he mm-hmm. was always around the ball. You always noticed him. Um, yeah, sure there were downs, but it was just it was one of those situations where it's like, man, can we just figure out how to unlock this guy? Because like, holy shit. Like it just, it seems like all the tools are there for him to be a a Kaiser White, KJ Dillon type of player for us if we could just figure out what to do with him. Um, and so, you know, I think, you know, wishful thinking maybe, but I but I think he's he's the guy who I would look at where it's like year two, um, year two at the Power Five level, make a leap and be one of the premier defensive players in the league. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Um, and yeah, any help in the secondary would be greatly appreciated. Um, I went more with the what we're losing kind of guy. So I went towards Sean Martin. Um, and like I said, just losing stills on the um, D-line. And he was like a presence. I felt like that was pretty constant last year. Um, you know, just needing to, to fill that hole. Martin, I hope, is that guy um, to, to really step up and, and be the, the lead guy there on the D-line. You know, we also have uh, Lockhart. Um, is another one. Jalen Thornton had some had some moments. So, um, Sonny Redwood would be would be nice. I know he just. I think he just got hurt, but mm-hmm. um, he's one who kind of was coming on towards the end of the season. It felt like, but yeah, Martin was really good last year, right? It'd be nice if he could take that next step. Definitely, definitely. Um, and then our next question about the defense. So um, these were the guys who were here. So now the the newcomers. Um, do you have any predictions for an impact newcomer on this defense? 
I think you, you got to go back to the secondary and hope that it's, um, you know, either Keyshawn Cobb, the the, the safety from uh, Buffalo, or Montre Miller, uh, the, the corner from Kent State. Both of those guys graded out really well. You have to figure that they're walking, uh, you know, on paper, they're walking into starting roles. Um, you know, I think... Uh, the, the the one name, and I guess I think this counts as a newcomer because he he was hurt for most of last year, but Christian Stokes is a guy who, when he committed to us, people were more excited about him than, you know, uh, Mumu Bin Wahad. You know, people were putting him up there on the, uh, you know, the Jacoby Spells level almost. I mean, he was right on the fringe of being a four-star. Um, he was a guy who was down between us and Michigan State, and they were actually really upset that they lost him when he committed to us. Uh, and so he's a guy, you know, now that he's healthy, he's got a full year under his belt. Um, I'm wondering if maybe there's there's a spot for him um, to, to kind of take a step forward and, and start making a name for himself on the defense. Yeah, that's a that's a good call out. Um, and, you know, I don't know if it's just me just looking at, you know, obviously like the depth charts that you can find and, you know, whatever at this point of the season are kind of kind of iffy at best. But um, were there really many big name transfers that you can think or any, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at it. I'm really only seeing like a couple, couple guys transferred in, like not a lot of, um, I guess not a lot of like patchwork. It's kind of, once again, like the, the coaching staff, it's just like, we're rolling with the guys who were in house and you would almost expect to refresh a secondary like last year. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm missing anything or. No, I, you know, I don't think so. I think it's, you know, I mean, just look, looking at what we have here, it's, it's the three names, um, you know, the two I just mentioned, Cobb and, and Miller, and then uh, Devon Hawkins uh, is going to play on the defensive line. Um, but, you know, I, we had a lot of swing and misses last year in the transfer portal. And so I'm wondering if, if you know, maybe like, uh, like we said, with the coaching staff, it's like, th- this is, this is kind of it. Mm-hmm. Um and if it's going to be it, we're going to go down with the guys who who have been in here fighting with us um, through it. And, you know, I mean, we have a lot of guys who who took lumps last year, but a lot of guys who showed showed flashes here and there. It was just it was so inconsistent. You know, it'd be it'd be it's Jacoby Spells pick six in the seal Virginia Tech and then, you know, getting smoked, uh, you know, earlier in the game on a on a drop touchdown pass. And so it's you know, it's not that the that the talent uh, isn't there. I think it's just that like, how do we get them to, to show it more consistently? And so I think maybe they're just hoping that running it back with these guys, they took their lumps last year, they'll learn from it and, and be a little bit more consistent this year. Yeah. And that's just like that, you know, it comes to that thing where it's like, you know, if you do the same thing and you expect different results, it's insanity, but also like, you know, you have guys who are learning in a system, you keep some continuity and maybe you think that's, what's going to like pay dividends is keeping the same guys, the same coaches. And like, you see it all the time in college sports. I mean, it's like for teams in like West Virginia's like level um, of like the kind of recruits you get in. It's like sometimes you got to take that year where everyone's young and everyone just gets the lumps and whatever you do it. And then, you know, the second year they're experienced for sophomores and juniors and, you know, like it kind of builds its way up. Um, I really hope this secondary kind of <laughs> <laughs> has that uh has that sort of momentum because, oh, um, you, you, you know, that's like the thing with suffering. Like you want it to be for a reason. You want the, uh, you want all the like, is in the struggle. Yes. Yeah. You want, you want it to be like a big learning thing and not just like, let's put some new guys out there to, to do the exact same thing. So, all right. So let's start from the inside and move out. So let's start with the D line for the depth chart vibe check. Um, so I know we mentioned stills, 
I see here four of our top seven pressured guys are are gone this year. So um, a little bit of a refresh. I mean, the guys that you do have down in the line, I mentioned Lockhart, Sean Martin, Jalen Thornton. Um, is it Davion Hawkins is a, a transfer coming in? Do you know much about him? Uh, not a ton. I think he's he's from Middle Tennessee State. He was he was fine there. Um, you know, I don't think he, he well. Uh, you know, I haven't watched a ton of the all 22 on him, but his, <laughs> but his, his PFF grades are are good, but they're not like high enough for the level that he was playing at where it's like, man, I'm juiced up about this guy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Wesley McCormick came up from James Madison with really good grades last year and was fucking sucked. So I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a big, thick, strong dude. Uh, we need big, thick, strong dudes to play in the middle of our defense um, with, with Jordan Jefferson uh, leaving and, so he fits that bill. Um, hopefully he, uh, hopefully he pans out. No, I don't. I don't know a ton about him other than that. Yeah, I do think. Also, I didn't mention uh, Bartlett. Kind of throw him in there. Um, you know, Bartlett had its moments last year, and he shows kind of the same deal you're talking about. Um, like Two years with uh, flashes. Yeah, with spells, it's like you see the flashes, you see the potential, you see like the the playmaking ability. Because when it looks good, like you're like, yeah, this is a dude. And then sometimes you just don't hear his name called or, you know, whatever for a large portion of the game. So yeah, you, um, see him, you see him walking around in New Jersey and you're like, surely this is a, this is like an NFL edge rusher in a, in a couple years. Right. And then he has three sacks and two force fumbles against Virginia Tech. And you're like, oh, yeah, he's going to be like a top 20 pick uh, in 2024. And then uh, we really, you know, haven't heard his name called in a meaningful capacity since that game that was what uh 17 game 20 games ago so yeah i mean he makes plays here and there but yeah you just like the physical tools are all there why don't we why don't we see it more consistently Mm -hmm. so overall the the d line i mean i think with the subtraction of stills and then um you know just the the growth of some of these guys i don't know if we're you know probably just in the similar neighborhood as last year i mean i do think it's hard to um to put what stills was doing last year on paper like i said he was the number one guy on our defense graded out um so i don't know i think you know i think this d-line is serviceable i think they're not going to be the worst in the league or anything i also don't think they're going to be the best yeah you saw some some nasty d-lines across the league last year so um yeah, I think I think the eh vibe is is probably about right here. <laughs> yeah, no, they're the we 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 don't have a ton of playmakers, but we do have dudes who can go out and put, and put a shift in. That's what this defensive line is going to have to be. It's just going to have to be go out, put a shift in. The playmaking is going to have to come from the second and third levels. Mm-hmm. So moving into that level, um, number two, the lineback, the linebacker level here. Um, you know, kind of just the same guys. We got Lance Dixon and we got Lee Koba um are, are really your two guys here you know once again Koba it feels like when you get him in the right situation um and you use the heat seeking missile earlier to describe McLaurin but he's kind of like the same vibe it's just like get this guy downhill get this guy you know busting through the seam tackling somebody in the backfield that's his game get him in like a spy a cover protection sort of thing and it's just like what a I don't know that's his game um, I think that was like my biggest criticism last year, um, sort of just the way he played. Um, and then, uh, sorry, well, Lance Dixon, I, I feel like I like Lance Dixon. I feel like he he made some plays. We also have Riley Collins in there. Um, I'm interested to see where he comes because he 
I feel like was a pretty highly touted recruit. Um, didn't get a ton of snaps last year, and honestly, PFF grades were sort of iffy in the, the games. I think he only played four games, preserving that red shirt. Um, but he's a, he's the kind of guy that you think can be sort of a project and, and should be growing year to year. Yeah, I think he um, he was one who we, we wanted to get some snaps last year, but he's he's I don't know if you've seen pictures. The dude's just he's tall, skin, tall and skinny still. Um, you know, yeah. we recruited him. He was a safety out of high school and he's still putting on weight. So I think, you know, he's one to watch this spring where this is a huge spring for him. Can you put on can you put on 15 meaningful pounds and, and contribute a linebacker? Because I think when he played like. The guy, the guy made some plays, you know, uh, like he's just, he just wasn't big enough really last year to, to impose himself. Um, but the guy made some plays. Um, I also, I really like the two freshmen we have coming in, James Trotter and Ben Cutter. You want to talk about, so, uh, you know, Kogba, Kogba looks ridiculous and then sometimes kind of looks lost. Sorry. He looks ridiculous physically and some, but sometimes kind of looks lost, um, as a linebacker. These are two dudes coming in who, um, know how to play linebacker. I mean, James Trotter, son of uh, Jeremiah Trotter, his his older brother is already a, a star at Clemson as a middle linebacker. His dad was an all-pro middle linebacker. This dude was born to play linebacker. Um, great instincts. like, And it's the kind of thing where it's like, man, if, if, if dudes are lost out there, just throw this guy out there. He's going to make tackles. I guarantee it. Same thing with Ben Cutter, who um, – you know, I think what made like 180 tackles in, in 14 games in high school last year for like the second straight year. Uh, and if you believe his times, he's actually pretty athletic. I think, you know, he he said that, you know, at a camp he's running in the four fives. So like not unathletic. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see. The, I, I, you know, I can see those guys contributing, both of them on special teams right away. And if the linebackers struggle the way that they did a little bit at times last year, if we can't figure out how to get the best out of them, you know, which again, we, we got to figure out how to do that, but wouldn't mind seeing those guys get a little bit of playing time. But yeah, man, Kogba's the key, right? Like uh, you said it, like we're just, we weren't putting them in situations to succeed. Like, um, you know, just looking at his numbers on PFF, he, he was, you know, in the top third, top third of power five linebackers, um, in terms of pressures, top quarter in terms of pressure, uh, pass rush productivity and win rate. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, he's super low in coverage grade, um, but he's actually decent in man coverage. We only asked him to be in man coverage on six percent of his snaps, so it's like we're, we're at, like we weren't asking him to do things that he's good at last year. So hopefully, we can kind of get out of our own way, <clears throat> play to our strengths a little bit um, in terms of how we're deploying some of these guys. <laughs> yeah play to our strengths is the key because i do think there are going to be some deficiencies across you know this team but yeah like you said putting these guys in positions that you know we're going to be able to utilize them and get the, the most out of there. them the talent's yeah. there the talent's there yeah exactly you got guys and you can look at the recruiting rankings you can look at these guys coming in it's like you know there's the development angle and then there's the you know scheme and, and getting these guys in the right position angle and, you know, maybe that's the thing that these coaches have to figure out. And if they don't, um, we'll probably have an entire new set of coaches the, the following year. So um, one or the other is going to work, them way, work themselves out. Yep. Uh, so moving along here, next position group is the corner position. Um, you know, not a fantastic unit last year. Uh, lots of receivers probably liked seeing West Virginia on the schedule um, coming up. And yeah, I mean, Andrew Wilson Lamp, 
he was the top PFF guy last year. Um, you know, he is going to be returning, but you know, saying he was the the top PFF guy was not fantastic. He had a 67 grade. That was only on 165 snaps. Um, you know, your your top snap guys were Malachi Ruffin um, and Jai. Uh, got a lot of snaps. Wesley McCormick, uh, Davis Mallinger. So, um, you know, we, we're not going to see Ajayi or McCormick back. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the uh, the angle is with the, the corners. Like, it's, it's some names that we recognize. Um, but uh, I know we have this one transfer here that you're talking about Cobb earlier. Keyshawn Cobb. Yeah, Cobb. I think he's, he's, he's like a... Um like a bandit type, you know, he's kind of like hybrid, hybrid corner safety mm-hmm. um, type of deal. Um, so he's one from Buffalo. And then Montre Miller is, is more of the true corner uh, from Kent state. So I would imagine him to play one. I think, man, the best thing you can say about this group this year is that, is that Ajayi and McCormick are, are nowhere to be found. Cause like, Holy shit that those guys, those guys were, I mean, there are misses and there are misses and this was the latter, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, no, Andrew Wilson Lamp, you know, the 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 read on him last year, he was the the starting cornerback all through spring ball last year, all through fall camp, and then did not play for like the first half of the season. It was it was bizarre. And then we get to the second half of the season and, and Leslie comes out with, well, you know, he's kind of on that Sean Martin trajectory where he needs to grow into his body. And he does. I mean, you look at the guy, he's like 6'3", 170 pounds. He's he's a beanpole. And so maybe this is like, right. Maybe this is the year where he grows into his body. He fills out a little bit, can start getting physical with people and using that length um, to be productive. So um, I think that would be good. Jacoby spells is back. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's bodies there. We, we need Miller to kind of maintain the level of play that he showed at Kent state. And then we need one of these other four dudes to hit. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's that like who makes the leap in that position group. Um, I think spells, man, like he has the talent. He has like the confidence, um, athleticism for sure. He has the athleticism. I think that could be a guy who it's there. It's there for him to, you know, make that leap. But but yeah, it, it's very similar and obviously a similar position group. It's similar to the receiving room where it's just like, Hey, it's there for the taking. If you step up, like we said, receivers, there will be, uh, balls to be caught. Like in this, there will be snaps to be had. Like there, it, it is a, a wide open room. Um, and hopefully some guys have been putting in the work and, you know, are going to be making that step up. Um, so step into our last group here, the safety position. I do think it's, you know, worth noting. We talk about how bad the secondary was last year, but Aubrey Burks, like somehow kind of flew under the radar the whole year and was just kind of like, you know, he was sort of afflicted by the the overarching criticism of like, yeah, we're like a, a wet paper bag for a defense. But like Aubrey Burks had a really good year. Um, PFF grades were really solid. I believe he was our second highest guy um, right behind uh, Dante. So, um, you know, I like I like the return with Brooks or with Burks. He's a uh, just a junior. So um, we have that going for us. And then obviously uh, Hershey McLaurin. Um, anybody else you think is going to contribute a lot in that corner room? So I, I expect it to be those. Yeah, no, I I expect it to be those two. And then, uh, and then Cobb as, as the starting trio. And then you have, uh, you have Marcus Floyd, Christian Stokes floating around, um, Davis Mallinger, 
who's you know a really good athlete but didn't have a clue what he was doing last year um you know i mean i, I think that's going to be the six that are going to get saps snaps at safety yeah man burks Burks was awesome. Like the, the the one play he didn't make last year was a play that he made, right? It was that deflected interception right before halftime against Kansas when, or sorry, Texas, but like literally did not put a foot wrong for the entire season last year, which is pretty incredible considering how bad a lot of the guys he was playing alongside were. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, the cornerback cornerbacks were, I, I need to see it with the cornerbacks, but I'm, I'm in on the safety room. I'm cautiously optimistic that this is going to be a low key strength for us this year, just because Burks was so good. He's on the back end of the defense there. He's the one who's telling everybody what to do. That's good. Um, you have McLaurin coming back year two, and then you have a really proven experienced guy in Keyshawn Cobb coming in. I mean, that's on paper again, on paper, it's three, it's three good players on paper. Um, mm-hmm. I like the I like the depth. I like the guys behind them. I don't know. I think it can be a low key strength for us, the safety room. Yeah, I mean, I think when you're looking at this unit, I do feel you know at least player wise the best about Burks. Um, obviously, losing Jazir Cox that that one hurts yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, just looking across this defense of the the product, you know, I feel like we lost three of the main productive guys, being Stills, Cox. Jordan Jefferson or probably like your your three biggest losses on the D. Um, a lot of it I do feel like it's just like guys who um, I don't know if it's a matter of like simplifying scheme. Like it does feel like there were guys who were like confused about what they're supposed to be doing. Then the conversation of like putting the guys in the right position that, you know, utilizes their strengths. Um, yeah, I, I do feel like once again, looking through this defense as a unit, I do feel like there's talent. Like there are guys there. Um, if you look at the upside of all of these guys, it's like, yeah, this could be a pretty solid defense. Um, yeah. But could um, be an average unit in the conference, right? Like, there's no reason we couldn't be somewhere between fourth and seventh in the conference defensively. Exactly. Just make the step up. I mean, last year we were ninth. It was Kansas and then us. Um, yep. So you know, just get yourself into play. Get yourself around halfway. Um, you know, one thing I think just like maybe a general topic is, you know, since this the the portal era has sort of changed things, I do feel like we've really been decimated at the yeah. in the secondary, like the most. I feel like that's where we've been hurt every year. It's somebody, you know, we lose Tyke Smith, you lose, you know, last year Charles Woods was just, you know, the injuries are killing them, and then you know, you lose like I just yeah, feel you like losing five what, twelve snaps into the season. That just <laughs> all preseason all conference player 12 snaps into the season he's just gone um and now he's gone for good yeah yeah so i mean i do feel like that's been something and then you could also even flip it the receiving room um you know we lost some guy lost uh prayler you know to the portal that one obviously hurts pretty bad but um yeah i don't know i don't know what the uh i know you said that um you know maybe the the reason that we um you know we keep brown around or shadon brown is that you know the recruiting but I, there is this whole new uh, new element of you have to recruit your own players, um, yeah. and it has been kind of a bummer that we've been losing guys, um, especially in the the defensive back room. So, um, overall, how do you feel the defense is going to be? I mean, you know, last year was pretty bad. Like, do you think this defense can be better, significantly better, about the same? You know, what do you think this this could I- range from? It's 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 weird. I, you know, I think we're going to be probably a, a half a step to a full step back up front, but I think we we could be that that same half a step to full step better on on the back half, you know, from the, between the linebackers, cornerbacks, safeties. So, I don't know. 
Um, I guess it depends like what you value. I, I think again, it's, it, you know, kind of like we talked about on offense, it's a question of identity. Like, can we figure out something that we want to be? Um, because last year, I, you know, I think we, we talked about it several times throughout the year that, that we felt like we were better when we were on the front foot going after people like, you know, okay, our secondary sucks. Let's not give, uh, the other quarterback, you know, three seconds to find a receiver. Like, let's go get him. Um, and a lot of our players, Hershey McLaurin, Lee Kogba, uh, Marcus Floyd, like a lot of these guys look better when it's not like, Hey, uh, you know, drop back into a, into a curl to flat zone and, and figure out who you're supposed to cover. It's, uh, go get this guy, go get the quarterback or go get the running back or you're guarding this specific person. Um, and so, you know, like you said, we were, we were ninth last year. Um, you know, I sure we could be that bad again. I don't, I, I don't think we will be. And, and conversely, you know, I said, I don't think that we could be the best unit in the conference either, but I think this is absolutely the talent is there. If we can figure out an identity, figure out how to use these guys um, that, yeah, sure. We could be, we could be one of the, one of the groups in the middle of the road, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, somewhere in there where, um, you know, they're going to get gashed, but they're not going to lose us the game most weeks. Um, I also think the, if the offense does what we kind of hope it does and turns into more of a ball control run ball like that obviously helps the defense as well. So I don't know. What do you, yeah. What do you think the ceiling is for this group? Yeah, I think that's interesting though. Just what you said about the, you know, maybe this would be a, a fewer possession kind of deal if, you know, we're more of a um, control style offense. Yeah. I think the defense like realistically, yeah, you want to get near halfway in this conference. I mean, I don't think, I, I think the thing is like let's get to where the defense isn't losing us the games. Yeah. Let's get to where we have a chance to score thirty some points and that's gonna win us the game or a high twenty points and like that might do it in a you know eight, ten possession game, something like that. Um yeah, yeah I, I you know, I don't have unrealistically lofty goals, but you know, I think we we shouldn't be ninth. I think we can be, you know, be sixth. That's and and you know, let the offense also grow. You never know what can happen with the the combination. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think that it's very early to tell. Obviously, we'll uh, we'll hear stories over the next you know five months or whatever. Um, and I'm sure you know guys emerge. That's that's the thing. Especially, I do feel like college is is more than like the NFL or something. It's like you get a guy in the weight room over the summer. He puts on twenty pounds of muscle. He you know works on different things. He gets over the nagging injury, whatever. And you never know what can happen. So, um, hey, I'm excited. This is our year. And when you talk about it this far, this far removed, I mean, it's like uh, you can you can always talk yourself up. But yeah, it's been good to get kind of like I guess uh, reengaged with just like the state of things and and just see where we're at. Uh, excited to hear as the news trickles in over the uh, over the spring ball time frame. For sure, for sure. Hopefully, this was a good little little primer. Get you guys reacquainted with the um, with the team. Uh, what is spring ball sp- starts March twenty first, and then um, fifteen practices. I think what the spring game is April twenty first or twenty second. Um, so hopefully, we have answers to at least some of the questions we've kind of talked through today by by uh, late April. Um, again, I think. I don't know. I mean, the model for this team, I think, and you know, it, it should be like the 2015 group, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like you have Skylar Howard kind of breaking in. We have a, a a budding defense, and then shit goes well, and the following year you win ten games. That's that's just do it, Neil. Like Jesus Christ, just you know, win Simply eight this win. year, win ten next year, win twelve, 2025. 2025 national champs, baby. 
Trust climb. the climb right there. <laughs> climb. That's right. We're trusting the climb. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Awesome. Well, yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Um, so you can uh, find us on smokingmusket.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Game Day Shorts and at WV Stats Guy. Um, we also have a Twitter for the pod. It's at West by Pod. You can tweet at any of those three um, if you have any questions or any topics you'd like us to discuss. Um, I'm not sure exactly what our football uh, schedule will be over the you know the spring, but uh, come summer we're going to be doing our you know our preview pods, kind of like we did last year, our deep dives. Um, spending some time with each team and just sort of talking through where they're at coming into the season. Obviously a lot of changes in the big 12. Um, you know, you yeah. get new te- I mean, we have new teams in the big 12, which is going to be crazy. Um, and I do think you have big storylines too. Like I think Oklahoma state has had a rough off season. Um, you know, I think things are rocky sure. there. TCU coming off a national champion, uh, national championship berth. And then getting rocked and then refreshing, you know, like now it is the Sonny Dykes era for real because he gets to, you know, start making some more of those decisions. So, yeah, I don't know. Excited for the summer. Excited for football. Um, we're recording this the night before WVU plays Maryland in basketball. So by the time you're hearing this, we're probably already in the Sweet 16, maybe the Final Four. I don't know. <laughs> but um, but we're excited for that as well. Absolutely, yeah. No, we stay ready. We stay ready for WB Sports. Hey, if, if Nico Markiel comes out and lights it up the first week of spring ball, we're going to hop on and talk about it. But yeah, TBD on uh, on how we how we do stuff in the spring. But dude, it's been it's been a blast, man. I'm uh I'm happy we did it. That's right, dude. If the bats get hot, we might talk baseball. Like I just we just need some positive WVU sports vibes coming in through right now. <laughs> the microphone stays lit up, man. Just let me know. I'll I'll, I'll catch up on baseball. I'll catch That's up on right. baseball. That's right. Yeah, I had somebody somebody message me on Twitter the other day, like a Texas Tech fan, and they're asking about like our um our bullpen, and I was like, dude, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't watch enough <laughs> baseball. Like I, it's also like very early season, but I was like, dude, I I'm sorry, I I got nothing for you. <laughs> That's a, it's an opportunity here. We need to get our, our uh, fearless leader. We need to get Mike and, uh, and Jake. Cause I know they follow, I know they follow baseball pretty closely. We need to get them on here. Yeah, yeah, they do. There probably is an audience for it. So yeah, if you're, if you're interested in WVU baseball talk, uh, hit one of us, hit, hit up one of us or at smoking musket. Um, and, uh, we'll get somebody on the horn about that. Um, for but sure. yeah, as always, thank you for listening. And, uh, yeah, let's go Mountaineers. Let's go. One, two.